Hello and welcome to Do the Right Thing, your weekly writing prompt podcast. I'm Alexandra. And I'm Jarvis. Jarvis and I were aspiring writers with one simple, common problem. We never actually took the time to sit down and write. Exactly. So to solve this issue, we are issuing a challenge. Each week you sit down and write a complete short story using three or four randomly generated words. Then we come on the podcast, we read a story, we talk about what we learned in reading it, and then we talk about the rest of the story sent in by you wonderful listeners. Exactamundo. We're simply here to help you do the right thing. A Duke Media Media production. production. Um, I want to talk about one more really important thing that's been going on in my life uh, mm-hmm. before before we get into it. I want to talk about how I, I'm I'm a pickle girl now. Oh, I saw this this tweet. I wasn't I wasn't a pickle girl before. I hated pickles. I hated them. Um, but I also hadn't tried them in years, and now my mouth is watering at the thought of a, of a pickle. Uh-huh. I, I got a jar full of sweet pickles, and I ate like four of them just 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 the pickle. And I don't know what to do with this. I mean, I'm going to be making are, a sandwich after this, I think. But pickles are great, and I'm I'm so I'm saddened that you didn't hop on previously. Yeah, I I, I don't understand if maybe like would there were they always good to me? And it's just like as a kid, I tried it and I was like grossed out for some reason, uh-huh. and I just never ate them again, and just always picked them out of sandwiches and stuff. Um, I mean, kid, like. As a child, your your taste buds aren't as like developed, and I know that objectively, a pickle can be a unpleasant taste, especially to a child that's more used to that that can more easily identify sweet and savory things. A mm-hmm. pickle is kind of like in the middle, so I can see mm-hmm. why. Like when you when when you like ate one as a child, you probably didn't like it because it didn't taste good to you. My other theory is that perhaps after transitioning and being on hormones for so long, my taste buds have changed because that's also kind of a thing. So mm. it's, yeah, it's weird. It's weird now that I, like I railed so much against pickles all my life and now I'm a pickle girl and I don't know what to do about it. Yeah. What you, the what you need tables. to uh, do. The this is what it sandwich. feels like to be a victim of misogyny. You know, <laughs> it's like now I feel like a real woman. A real woman because you like pickles. Because <laughs> I like pickles. What you what you need to um, do is mm-hmm. is make a is make a sandwich with a with a, a baguette, cheese, mm-hmm. ham, lettuce, and then you need to put pickles and mm-hmm. a little bit of ranch. I'm actually very hungry now. Uh, let's mm-hmm. do this podcast so I can eat. Yeah, I'm definitely going to eat after this too. Okay, Jarvis, uh, <laughs> what are the words this week? And then who are we reading? Yeah, so the words for this week were unlike taxi quest and trouser. And of course, this is still March, so the topic is is tradition. And the story we will be reading this week is by No Goodbye with mm-hmm. God of Journeys. That's right. Um, okay, I'll get on with the reading. God of Journeys by No Goodbye. After I, the mortal, closed my eyes for the final time, I, the god of journeys, came forth. Another presence in the conceptual space I now reside in relayed the ideas into me. They were the god of stories. Unlike I, they've always been here, and they are present at the ascension of every new god. In a way, they are the ascension. They told me that I was not me, the mortal. The continuity of consciousness I felt was merely a result of the strength of my story, which forged. I, the mortal, 
had been born poor. I lived a harsh life and circumstances came to me that made me accept a lifelong quest. I wanted to see my mother and she'd been taken to the other side of the world. I became a traveler and all who helped me along my way, I told of my story. The world came together in a way through this shared fable of a destitute man braving the world with nothing but the clothes on his back and the kindness of strangers. I think I died before I could make it, but nobody heard that part of my story. Decades became centuries. Nobody could decide whether my story ended in me reaching my destination, or if I was still out there, somewhere, forever on my journey. Centuries became millennia, and cultures invoked me in their prayers. I no longer have one name, but I was still one being, defined by the journey I may or may not have finished. My journey had an influence towards what I am now, and what I am now, in turn, could influence all the journeys to come. Godhood is no reward, the God of Stories states. This was not a thing I, the mortal, had earned. I, the God of Journeys, am simply a result albeit one with a purpose. With every journey you take, be it a pilgrimage, visitation, or simply a commute, I am invoked. When you wish for yourself or a friend to have a safe trip, that is a plea for my grace. Invoke me, and I will always grant you a fruitful journey. And know that, as with mine, most journeys bear fruit, not at its end. In a city of concrete and glass, a young man is in distress. All the taxis are full, and rain is starting to pour. The bus wouldn't get him to the airport in time. He prays. He's unsure to who or what, but he prays. A car stops by the sidewalk outside his apartment. It's a car he recognizes, and the woman inside recognizes the building. She unrolls the window, calls him by name, and asks why he isn't on his way yet. She works with him and knows that he's supposed to be out of town for an interview that very day. He says that his car can't start. She offers him a ride. Silently, he thanks the powers that be. He is grateful that his co-worker happened to be driving in the area, and in the years to come, he will be grateful that his car broke down. The conversation he'll have with her on the way to the airport will be the moment when he decides that he wants to ask her out. In a few decades... He'll be telling his kids about this day. All right. I really uh, enjoy this story, um, especially when it comes to its organization. Uh, the beginning is a lot of, I guess, just, just lore and like, uh, and like world crafting about where this, this God sort of lies within the pantheon of these, of these other gods. It also specificity on what this God specializes in while also carrying this sort of like mystical tone to it that I, that I really liked. Um, and I enjoyed how then we, we jumped straight from that to uh, specificity sort of showing how the, the God of journeys will is, is uh, sort of works out in this a person's favor. Um, so yeah, I, I just really like this story. I think it, it really carries a, a nice, tone that's a mixture of ethereal but also kind of personal and and even at at moments quite uh intimate uh so really Mm -hmm. good job 
Yeah, yeah. There's definitely something interesting um, going on here with the concept itself. Um, I No Goodbye talks about and it comes forward in the story absolutely the um, idea of like these gods serving mankind rather than existing for the other way around. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like that that bit when it talks about how the God of Journeys is simply a result, just a thing that has happened, not one that is inherently, um, you know, reflects better or worse on the traveler, but just like, yeah, that that's the result. Um, that's why they exist. Um, and I think that's really interesting because it's like, it doesn't have like a value attached to it, but it does have a purpose. Yes. Um, and I think that sort of, I guess, I, I don't know, that uh, usually when I think of things having purpose, that kind of means they inherently have a value. Um, either way, I suppose they do. It is good for humans to be able to uh, pray to a god and then, and then have that prayer. Um, answered. Yeah, answered. Um, but uh, yeah, interesting that that's sort of just like divorced from like the personality of the original Traveler, basically. They are more like the character in the story than they were the real person. Is what it seems. Yeah, very much so. And then also how this value is not put within the God itself, but but within the people and how they view said God, I guess. The fact that they they don't know even if they made it to the end or not, because the people telling the story didn't know, um, I think is a nice touch. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I I really do enjoy how we are sort of given this sort of counter dynamic between god and a man because typically i would say most stories that are depicting a god work in the reverse how how man has to grovel for 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 god's favor versus god willingly put willingly giving his their their favor towards man which Mm -hmm. i thought was very very uh very uh interesting yeah Um, yeah. Um, in my class where we studied ancient Greek religion and stuff, mm-hmm. um, that was definitely something that came across that you were appeasing the gods more than anything. Yes. Um, like, yeah, the, the, the fact that it's more like you're just trying to keep them not angry at you more than anything else. They do be getting angry pretty quick <laughs> over nothing. is kind of an absolute asshole all oh, the time. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's, he, he's angry. Also, he definitely enjoys... Um, having sex without people knowing about it <laughs> yeah yeah um and as various strange creatures yeah various um, animals for some various reason. animals it's weird how that's not like he's not a god of animals he just does it a lot yeah because i guess he prefers it <laughs> i guess so mm-hmm. um yeah i mean i i've never fucked like a swan so <laughs> yeah um that's true <laughs> anyway sorry this is a this is a strange interlude um yeah and i i so it's this last section um is kind of just like um a really good example of what the god of journeys i guess is sort of representing where mm-hmm. um like the destination i like i don't think we even fully understand like it, he's going to go to an interview um i don't know if there's like other things that he's doing to um, we don't even know if he gets the job or not. We don't know how that goes or anything. We do uh-huh. know that on this journey is where, um, yeah, he makes this this connection that eventually leads to them getting married and having a, a whole life together and stuff, yeah. which is always, yeah, we, we love stories like that. And we yeah. can, of course, picture the whole like trajectory of it because we've we've heard stories like that before. 
Mm-hmm. And also it is showing us a deeper message here on how the journey itself, or I guess the purpose of the journey does is not the destination mm. within a sense. Mm-hmm. How they they went in to this car after after praying to uh, after praying to this God, trying to get a job, but instead they found happiness in a in a totally different route. Mm-hmm. But I think is 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 a really great 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 message um, that really does instill sort of what the God of journey is. It is the mm-hmm. God of getting you to where you need to be and not where where you want to be, which I sure. really did like. Um, as I'm reading, I was just thinking if you do choose to uh, make this a longer piece, I think it would be a nice device of sort of interweaving the be, the beginning section throughout this this uh, character's journey in instead of it just being a a, a large block in the be- beginning. Because I feel that even though you know the like language and the themes and the vibe of the of the beginning is good, the beginning does in some ways lack that personal connection that gets us into a story. So maybe sort of starting off with that and then and then hopping to the personal, hopping to to this man, and then and then jumping back and forth could possibly be a um, more effective way of. Of of organizing that this piece, but that's my it own. could be but, 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 yeah, but that's my reading. So. Yeah, um, I I don't know. Maybe I'm just like I mean, we both love like role building stuff a lot. Um, obviously, mm-hmm. so um, I kind of I don't know did have like some sort of connection to this idea of like being I don't know this this god with this backstory, right? Like mm-hmm. they did. I felt like the story that we were being told about the original mortal. Um, kind of did have that emotional, you know, center to it. True. Um, yeah. And I was gonna say that I actually really like specifically the f- that we go into the second with the city and that we changed perspective and that we're no longer in the God of Journey's head. In fact, we don't mention him anymore. Um, we just it like it's only mentioned as the powers that be, which I quite like because it's just like we learned about which powers be basically. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, so I, I I don't know. I kind of just like the like framing of the setup, and then just sort of like we zoom into a moment and we leave this sort of backstory stuff behind um, effect of mm-hmm. that framing. Yeah, definitely. They are they're both um, e- effective, and I think with this this length this length this this form works. I was just you know spitballing if if there was more to this story. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, yeah. No, I could see that for sure. Um, okay, I. Do you have anything else that you want to say about the story? Uh no, not not really. It was it was a great story, and I loved reading it. You have a uh, great diction here, great uh sense syntax, and yeah, I was I was really loving it. Mm-hmm. Um. All right, let's get into the listener submitted story section. Cool, cool, cool. So, uh, the stories or the uh, authors we will be reading stories by this week are Ace of Sword, Walker by Faith, Just Stand eight eight four six zero, and that's it. <laughs> you say you, Jarvis said it that way because Walker by Faith left uh, another post, post twice, comment. Yeah. <laughs> yes, which of course, thank you so much for leaving a, a good amount of comments, uh, especially to Walker by Faith. You're really, you really been uh, active in the uh, subreddit recently, and we mm-hmm. appreciate and on the the Discord a lot. I really mm-hmm. appreciate that as well. Yeah, very much. So. Uh, but okay, the first story we're talking about is by Ace of Sword with sp- Spit Take. 
Part three. I think it's Spite Take. It is, yes. Yes. Um, so this is with that uh, couple with the uh, guy that had his jaw broken, and then they went to a supervillain that gave him regeneration powers, but that just made them have, have more fucked up teeth. And then they went to an enchanter uh, for him to be able to control the shape of the teeth. And now he just has way too many human teeth. Um, and so now they finally gone to the mad dentist. And so we just have some wonderful um, sort of like banter with this mad uh, dentist that's explaining um, what operation they're going to do in the end. Um, and we just see that some of their personalities and stuff, it's, it's kind of nice. Mm-hmm. Um, so in the end, it seems like the mad dentist has um, implanted a complex um, orthodontist uh, like braces set, but it also like does, it has like AI that will automatically make the, the teeth straighten out and it can also like shoot the teeth like a gun, which I don't know. I just thought it was fun and, and ridiculous. Um, but we have a final twist at the end when they see a news broadcast that the guy, the superhero that uh, punched the guy and broke his jaw, right? He is the CEO of that very company, denied his, his claim. So it's just like, clearly this this terrible uh, juxtaposition of this hero, apparently, but he's like a CEO, he's super rich, um, and uh, he denies people help for the harm that he caused himself, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, when it, when it comes to this series, the my favorite part is quickly becoming the um, the back and forth banter and the, just just these characters in 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 general. Like they're so varied, but it's also like, carries this nice little uh, comical tone. Um, especially since we are dealing with a person whose jaw whose jaw is filled with teeth that just continue to uh, grow. So yeah, this this story really does thrive not only on its uh, comedic core core concept, but I also enjoy how there are larger bits of um, world building being being sort of built built in here. Um, so yeah, overall, I, I think that you know this is a uh, that this is a really great great entry that is sort of honing in on the core of the story as it continues. So great mm-hmm. job! Yeah, um, I thought it was really fun. I do very much like. Uh, the reveal about the insurance company. I also just mm-hmm. really like. It, there's a lot being conveyed here, and I think it's done pretty well. So Richard, the CEO superhero, says, um, "I've wanted to reveal my super uh, my secret identity for a long time. I really believe in transparency. My father worried about safety risks, but now he's passed me the company. I think it's time that I reveal to the world that I've been taking care of the little guy in more ways than one, which is just like." You asshole! <laughs> like, definitely <laughs> not. Actually, like we we have this example of someone that he harmed and um didn't take care, take care of, and just like the audacity of like someone that is a CEO thinking that they take care of the little guy. Um, yeah, it's it's great because all of that like carried across to me. Mm-hmm. Like I had all those feelings, and I think they were in- intentional without like basically any you know, signaling at all. Like, no character, you know, thinks that sort of thing. It's not, like, supremely exaggerated. It's just enough of, like, you just end up hating the guy just for how he is. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I do enjoy exactly, like, how that came to be. Like, the story feels very natural, especially since we are covering so, so many different characters. And I am wondering where this story is leading to. So I'll be looking forward to that in future entries. 
Yeah, uh, probably shooting teeth like a gun. Nice. From his mouth. But other than that, I don't like really know. Shooting range, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but all right, up next is by Walker by Faith with Maid. Um, not the not the cleaning maid, the other yes. kind of maid. Maid, like we've <laughs> been made. Yeah. So uh, this follows uh, the um, story about the Easy Mark, the guy that sat in the shop in the coffee shop and was going to rob this rich woman. He's sitting at a bench and he's being very judgy to everyone. Uh, when the friend of the woman um, that he was like stalking uh, shows up and sits next to him and um, has like clearly figured out his whole thing. Um, and is like talking to him about it and trying to ask him questions. Like basically she's like very excited and into it is immediately what we understand. Um, and um He's like trying and failing to deny it. Um, but yeah, it's very clear that this this woman, uh, Morgan, is just kind of into the idea in general. She keeps bringing up uh, rape and murder, <laughs> which is something that she's into, I think. Um, uh, but it's clear that they have, I don't know, some sort of rapport. And it's also clear that uh, our main character is like lusting for this woman. Um, so... But at the end, basically, there's sort of an implication of like that uh, they're going to work together for this thing, um, and that this lady Morgan might actually just like escalate things even further. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So I I love how the introduction of this character really does com- uh, really does complicate this this story. I mean, of course, they have really nice back and forth banter. Um, we can tell that. She is definitely a bit more unhinged than our main character. Um, but I can also see how, like, especially, you know, when it's the, like, get, when it's that, that, that like, montage of someone getting the a team to together be before a, a, a heist. Uh-huh. I feel that maybe this, this character will hold, like, non-crazy value uh, sure. when when it does come to the end but I, I i have a strong feeling that something awful might might uh might end up happening yeah. especially due to the trajectory to the tra- trajectory of the story yeah she kind of has um like manic pixie dream girl vibes except it's more like i don't know uh insane um horny the, the hot lady vibes, something hot, like that. Insane, or like deranged nightmare yeah. girl, nightmare woman, <laughs> nightmare girl. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Like she, she definitely holds this, this, the same vibe. So, yeah, I'm wondering exactly where this character mm-hmm. will will uh, factor in when when shit does eventually hit the fan. Yeah, I would just caution uh, Walker by Faith to make sure that this woman has, like, a value beyond how she, like, helps the main character grow. I mean, it's not that important, especially when it's, like, a short story. You kind of, I don't know. I, I, I think the sin of having <sighs> a female character just be there to grow a male main character is less of a problem in a short story because it's just, like, Sometimes that's just what the story's about. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, just, I don't know, something I notice and think about sometimes. Well, yeah, just make sure that each character um, has their own agency. Value and stuff, yeah. Their, yeah. Own, their own purpose for being mm-hmm. within the story beyond um, being connected and tied to, to other characters. I mean, hey, mm-hmm. that's that's why I always have a have a uh, issue in like a lot of movies when it comes to the love to, to the love uh, to the love interest because a lot of times that that woman is sadly just there 
so that at the end the like the main dude can like kiss her and then they can look into and then they can look into into the sunset you know mm-hmm. yeah yeah um okay who is next up next is by just stand eight four six zero with Sarah and the Wolves Part Five One Year Ago. So we're getting mm-hmm. some some back lore. Uh, yeah. So this is with uh, Sarah the chicken, um, and here we have this backstory, uh, basically that she um, heard a scuffle, climbed to the top of the barn, and basically I think saw her mother getting assaulted by a rooster, um, and uh, that is. And then she basically goes into a fury and apparently kills him. Um, and just at that moment is when a fox enters the hen house. Um, everyone or enters the, the farm and they all run to safety. Uh, and she's able to like save her, her mother. Um, and no one realizes that she's the one that killed the rooster, uh, not the uh, not the fox. Everyone just thinks that the fox did it, um, which I thought was like a brilliant little little twist in framing and mm-hmm. everything. I, I really liked it. Yeah, very much so, and it does, and it adds a lot to the story uh, because we get to know a aspect of Sarah that even Sarah sort of keeps hidden, which I think mm-hmm. is a is a really good tool, especially when we are con- we are continuing with this character. And mm-hmm. I feel that 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 moment is probably going to be per- is probably going to be purposeful later. Also, mm-hmm. I just love the like world building that is that is that's really it that's is really very happening here. Interesting. Yeah. It's very interesting, like because they are so animals, but also so anthropomorphic. So yeah, like like the fact that there is a chicken on chicken sexual assault is interesting. Yeah, um, I never and then a fox I'd be comes reading. in to to eat the corpse of the of the assaulter. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, definitely interesting. That's that's how I would say it. Yeah, yeah, which I which I definitely like enjoy. It's something that I've never really seen before, and uh, I think that this story has definitely handled those sort of darker moments and uh, darker tones fairly well. So yeah, I'm I'm honestly really just looking forward to seeing where the story ends up going. I think that you know this this series has nicely built on on top of one another. So I'm just waiting for that moment that um, this story takes that that major shift. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, okay, uh, that is all I have to say about this story. The fact mm-hmm. that I, I, I quite liked it and thought it was interesting. Um, all right, let's give a thank you to everyone who did submit the story. Of course. So, thank you very much to Ace of Sword. Thank you to Walker by Faith. Thank you to No Goodbye. And thank you, Just Stand 8460. Mm-hmm. And we will, we will also like to say thank you to everyone who left comments. Leaving comments not only under your own story, but under someone else's can not only condense all of your own thoughts on your story so that others can see, but you're providing someone else with crucial feedback that can only Mm -hmm. improve them and you as writers. So thank you very much to Ace of Sword, Walker by Faith, and Just Stand 8460. Thank you so much for leaving comments. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's right. Uh-huh. If you want to be like all these wonderful writers and submit your story to do the right thing, the best place to do that would be um, on reddit.com slash r slash do the right thing. Um, you can also send us an email uh, at uh, rightthingcast at gmail.com. Um, and you can follow us on Twitter at rightthingcast to see announcements as soon as they come out. Mm-hmm, exactly. And if you want to support us and everything else happening in Doof Media, you can do that by donating to the Doof Media Patreon. All you have to do is donate $10 or more per month to get access to exclusive bonus content. 
Uh, that's right. Um, there's a lot of really, really great bonus content out there. Um, if you haven't listened to the recent episodes of Freeman Bros, uh, consider doing so. They cover a lot of really interesting uh, topics. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm excited for some of the other projects that we have going on. Um, as well, also just consider following all the uh, social media accounts of the Doof Media Network. So you can follow us, um, the Do the Right Thing one, but also the one for uh, my other podcast, uh, The View from Halfway Down. We had to take a week off because um, there was a tornado and we yeah. just couldn't schedule um, our recording because of that. Um, so uh, that's where you would have uh, found out about that. And um, with some of the uh, the, the wildbow-oriented ones, we also sometimes have like live reads or, or, or things like that. So consider doing that. Mm-hmm. Definitely, definitely. Well, all right. I think it's high time to roll on into next week's words. Uh, that's right. So next week is our last week of March. So please get your stories about tradition in this week so we can read them and enjoy them. And the words you'll be using to write these great stories are resources, deer, formation, and retirement. All right. Um, So resources uh, as in... Materials. um, Yeah, as in like the components necessary to build something or to... Mm -hmm. Uh, work on something um, so they could be physical resources like materials or or other things like that or they, they could, could be, be pylons they could be you, maybe you have to construct additional pylons that's very true mm-hmm. um, yeah. you could also have um, like uh, mental resources um, your like energy and stuff like that or mental health resources places that you can go to find um, uh, other kinds of help and stuff like that I think it's a pretty broad term um, mm-hmm. I quite like it um, and I think it sort of implies like scarcity. Maybe a lot of stories could have uh, some some sort of theme around that. Um, mm, the next yes. the deer, as in the animal, um, I think it's huh? specifically referring to. No, it's not. It's not specifically referring to female deer. That's not true. No, because right? a female a deer doe. is a doe. Yeah, and then a male deer is a stag. Right. Mm-hmm. Is yeah, that, yeah. Is that correct? Someone correct me if I'm wrong. I'm sorry. So I'm, I'm pretty sure deer is just the term for their race. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> That's right. Um, yeah, so, um, I can't think of any other words for deer, um, mm-hmm. any other formation. meanings. Formation. Uh, formation, which is, um, so you have many, um, individuals and then the shape of their configuration is their formation. Wow. <laughs> Especially That's, if it is intentional. That is a great way to define formation without using the word form. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. I, it was nice like to really, make my You really like that. tap danced around that one. <laughs> I like that description of it. I appreciate that. Um, <laughs> yeah. So soldiers can be in formation. Dancers can be in formation. Mm-hmm. Um, planes can be in formation. Um, yeah, it's, birds. It's anything yep. with a sort of order. Mm-hmm. I think I think, I think the order is very order. important. I don't mm-hmm. think deer ever travel in formation. So they do not do. Do they travel in packs? Uh, herds. Herds. Sometimes yes, it, it depends. I mm-hmm. think deer not as much as like reindeer, which are definitely very different. And stuff. Yeah, because because anyway. I know that a that a herd does not really have formation, but a pack no. of wolves does. Interesting. I hadn't considered that. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, and last word, which is retirement, <laughs> which is. Um, the time when you get old um, and you are no longer able to work and ideally you can go home and live off of savings and aid from the uh, government or otherwise just be able to take it easy in your twilight years. Mm-hmm. 
your twilight years. Oh no. <laughs> what do you mean? In your twilight years, in your years that you watched Twilight. Oh, you're you're correct. Thank you, uh, Jarvis. Give me the uh, two second story uh, this week. Sure, um, dear. Uh, the the deer ran from the forest to the major city because they needed additional resources for their deer war. They were they were low on wood to build their um, catapults, mm-hmm. so they went into a home a Home Depot where a right. uh, where a seventy six re retiree who also knew deer language. Uh, showed them where the where the wood was, um, and and then when he went back to his to his hut to his uh, fort, he um, he outlined the formation of of the deer troops, and then the vanguard of the deer troops ran in, into war only to die minutes later. That's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, really, truly, a love story. Um, yeah, sure. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. What is your um, 30 word rom com? 30 word rom com. So, this is about John Deere, the inventor of John Deere uh, tractors. Yes. Um, and you, most people don't, don't know this, but John Deere actually was a tractor, actually. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> that's where he got the idea. So, he was a tractor. Um, he was very poor. Um, and a he poor knew tractor. that he would have to supply. Su- supply read the resources for his eventual retirement right Mm -hmm. um and so then he got a bunch of parts and then he uh, put them in the right formation to make another truck and so all trucks all all tractors um by john deere are actually his babies whoa Mm -hmm. you know what i appreciate this um transformers deep lore it is Transformers mm-hmm. Deep Lore. In fact, yeah. Optimus Prime is also uh, John Deere's baby. Whoa. So, like, John Deere is kind of like the godhead of the uh, Transformers mm-hmm. universe. He he um, is the Allspark. You watched Robots, right? Yes. That was one of my favorite movies as a kid. Um, yeah. My favorite was when they made the baby. Oh, yeah. By, like, just putting him together. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> That was a great moment. Also, as a as a child, a a, a moment that I found really funny was that he had to wear his his sister's chassis. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Growing up, because they were so poor. I love I love gender play. All right, I'm gonna hit stop. All right. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Do the right, Do the right thing. thing.